Hi everyone, welcome to Podfessional Development, a place where three diverse educators talk about trending topics in education. Today's topic, Quarantine, teaching in the time of quarantine. I'm your host, Victor Guzman. I'm Mr. Squire. And I'm Mr. Sparrow. So gentlemen, we have three very interesting perspectives here. Okay? We have a mid-level career teacher, we have a first-year teacher, and we have a experienced administrator. In terms of this conversation, since we have these very different perspectives, I was wondering, one, how is teaching during quarantine going for you as an individual? And what have you heard about other schools and other school districts in terms of what they're experiencing? during these tough times? I'll let you take it away. It's a really good question. Uh, honestly, even though this is my first year of teaching, I am officially uh, as much as you can be an expert with the teach because I've got just as much as experience as anybody else at this point. Um, I don't know, I think it really helped having strong relationships before we went into this. That definitely is a big piece of it. Uh, I imagine it'd be really tough if we come back and you had to go to a new school and you don't have those relationships. And uh, no, that would definitely be a challenge. But I think a big piece of it is definitely connecting students and connecting with students. So connecting with each other, connecting with them. Um, and then the academics have to come after that. That was that was great points, Mr. Squire, and I'm glad that you actually went first because uh, the two of you are in the trenches right now, as far as like the teaching and making sure that you're continuously meeting with students. Yes, I'm doing observations and I'm observing teachers and mainly enrichment teachers, but still at the end of the day, the work that you all have to do really to stay motivated, stay positive, stay upbeat, connecting with students, connecting with families. I worry about you all, and I also worry about your uh, self-care during this time as well, because so much of us gets put into this job anyway, especially during this time where now connection is a priority, as you mentioned, and having that connection foster in those relationships. So as an administrator, when I check in with teachers, I mainly try to connect with their, like how they're feeling. How is their temperature? How are they doing? And then I just put it on them as far as how do you feel last week went? How do you feel like this week is going to go? And I feel like connection is any and everything because the teachers I coach, mainly it's all volunteer, not volunteer, excuse me, it's all optional as far as students joining that time of the day in order to be in those classes. And as students are joining, 80% of it, 85% of it, majority is relationships. Now, if I can make this quick point, and I'm going to do it as first as possible, as an administrator, I wish we could have did more up front. Like when we heard the pandemic was happening, us sitting down at the table and saying like, hey, what if there's a chance that schools close? What will be our plan? I feel as an administrator and talking to administrators from different schools, we did not do that. We thought, oh, okay, this is something that will come and go. We never sat down and say, but what if this happens? There's a, there's a chance of this. And I was speaking to an administrator earlier 
who had to break protocol from her school because she needed to reach out to families immediately and see what they needed. And the school was like, well, we need data, we need this, and she just did it. She knew what the families needed. And I think she and I get each other because we're prior social workers. And she was really to help in intervene in a lot of family circumstances. So sometimes you just have to put everything down and go. You have to use your instincts. And I feel at schools, especially when schools have big administration, it could take longer because now you're waiting for so many people to make decisions. But as an administrator, I feel like we could have done more in the in a, um, front end and asked those questions. So that way, when it did happen, we could adjust and maybe the transition could have been slightly better. But I think now this will have that, this will be on the forefront of many administrators of many schools to have that question now. Yeah, I mean, I agree with points both of you have said. Squire, like you said, you know, at the end of the day, we're the ones with most of the core and teach experience, right? We're the ones that have been doing this for about two months now. And then the connection piece is so important, right? Being able to connect with our students prior made such a big difference because I felt like the transition for me as an individual was almost seamless, really. Um, not in the sense that everything was super easy, but in the sense that I was able to pick up on day one of distance learning with my students, go through a lesson like we normally would and ask questions, you know, as best we could. Obviously our time has been shorter. Um, I think I was doing kind of some math before I used to get two hours and 30 minutes a day with my students. Right now I'm lucky if I get an hour and 30 minutes a week with my students. So that's definitely been a big difference. Um, and also I think Mr. Sproul, you mentioned the self-care piece. I think for me, one of the most difficult things has been to create a line between when work starts and where work ends, because I've found myself responding to family and student text Saturday, Sunday, evenings, um, late at night. So, you know, where is that line? And where does the expectation end for educators, not just teachers in the classroom, but also administrators as well? I was just formulating some thoughts while you both were speaking. I, I think you had excellent points. Um, I, I really like to split things up into threes because it makes it a lot more palatable. Um, but I was thinking like the things that have been successful have really kind of boiled down to three things. So definitely back to that connection piece, making the time that we do have very purposeful because as Guzman pointed out, it's shorter. It's, you don't have as much time. And then the other piece is very purposeful directed feedback. Uh, we do have more prep time, I feel, because the face-to-face -face time is less. And so being able to give students feedback on all of their work and letting them see that, that's like part of the teaching experience for me. Um, as far as the connection piece, like they're, they're not able to connect with anybody really, not in the same way. And so like letting them connect during Zoom calls or, or whatever you have, um, whether it's Flipgrid and they make videos responding to each other, whether it's uh, chats, um, just like putting them in a breakout room to have them discuss topics, it's really important. Or letting them stay on after the class is over just to, to hang out virtually. Um, and then with making it really purposeful, like identifying the key aspects in the lesson and just kind of really hitting on that with 
uh, with your lesson because a lot of people do have less time right now. And when you all were saying like having students stay after to talk, I've been very fortunate in many of the community meetings that I go to. It's like, oh, we have a guest. All right, who wants to stay and ask Mr. Sproul questions? And, you know, of course, there's so many of them that I miss. I miss all of them, but there's so many, like, who I really wanted to see because, like, I haven't heard from them. I don't know how they're doing. And, and you know, during a school day, they always ask if they can have breaks with me. So it has been a gem to see them. And Mr. Guzman brought a great point up. Where do you draw the line? Because I had a student call me Sunday, and it was something very important. And Sunday was my mother's birthday. And of course, not saying that, you know, it's my mother's birthday, it makes it any, you know, important or not. But still, too, it's just like, we do give so much of ourselves. And it can be emotionally draining, physically draining, and I'll always say spiritually draining. But where do we draw that line? But knowing that at a time like this, connection is important. But speaking to other administrators, I know how many of them, like, are exhausted. And many of them have reflected and was like, I was burning out. In a moment like this, now I have to assess and evaluate what's important. And therefore, I think schools, when, when schools reopen, they really need to start thinking and talking about sustainability. Because I think we all were on a brink of exhaustion, especially teachers and the type of high-performing charter schools that many of us have worked at and, and worked in. And not only that, knowing that you want to put your best foot forward in any school, public charter, you name it and how much, work it, um, how much work it takes to excel at teaching and the amount of time you do outside of the hours that you're in the building, I think we need to reevaluate and reassess what sustainability is and how schools can foster that because I think many of us realize how exhausted we are and now with everything up and rolling, still being tired, still being exhausted, still feeling been, but no one like, wow, I was exhausted. So I really want schools to start looking at that. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you both brought up some good points. Um, I really like that so far, we've kind of talked on, on connection, right? That's important. Teacher student connection, teacher family connection. We also talked about self care so far. And where do we draw the line? And Squire, I think a point that you made is because we have such short periods of time with our students making that time meaningful. And I think that's really powerful because I know a lot of teachers in our school have been doing the same thing. So here's my question then. We have all different experiences within the same school, but we all have a network of educators that we know from across the state, across the city, across the country. What have you heard from other educators in terms of their experiences with distance learning? It's pretty scary. I just got off of a, a call with a bunch of educators from the Bay Area. One teacher just told me that their school doesn't even have a uniform system. So like some teachers require students to turn in work and complete work, and then other teachers make it absolutely optional. So not very equitable across the board. Um, and then, I don't know, like the general sense I get from teachers is that they are definitely working hard and like trying to trying to reach students that uh, are difficult to reach, especially when their parents are working. Um, yeah, it's just a total myriad of experiences. Uh, sorry, I don't feel like I summed it up very well. No, um, I think I will piggyback what you said as far as a myriad of experiences. 
I know for many teachers that I speak to across the country, it doesn't replace the real thing as far as being in the classroom and interacting and engaging with the students. I think that is um, precedent over everything and anything. And I think what's interesting now that we have been how many weeks into the school year now or as far as into the distant learning platform, I think at first it was, yay, I'm glad to make a connection with students. I'm glad to see students now. But now I start to see that fizzle out a little more because now it comes back to the expectation piece now. Now it's okay following up with students, reaching out to families because now we're trying to hold them accountable for work and, and accountability. So at first it was just, oh, I'm happy to see students and connect with people, but now it's starting to fizzle out a little more and now we're starting to get that feeling of, huh, I'm trying to connect with the student, I'm trying to connect with this family, so now you're having that. My sister is currently a middle school teacher in LA. And similar to what Squire mentioned, her school doesn't really have a uniform system. Some teachers are allowed to get on Zoom calls. Uh, not allowed, that's not the right phrasing. Some teachers choose to get on Zoom calls with their students. Others, like my sister, do not. And I think the difficulty in that is, right, in education, so much of the conversation is around equity and around making sure that all students you know, achieve greatness and achieve high academic um, progress. But with something like this, so many different students are getting such different things, right? Students that we deal with, they're getting one-to-one -one meetings. That could be in the form of a phone call, a text message, a Zoom call. We also have whole class community meetings every morning, which attendance is required. And for the most part, we've had pretty good attendance, I would say. We also have small groups. And a lot of the schools, like my sisters, they're not doing that. And so the question then becomes, how is that fair? Where is the equity in that? That is a good question. And I think I wanna put it back on you. When you say, is it fair? Where's the equity? What, what are we measuring? right now? That's a great question. I think for me, what, what I'm measuring as an individual, and I, like I said, I can only speak for myself. For me, a successful day of distance learning includes seeing all of my students, whether in community meeting or in small group. So I think for me that it all goes back to the three things we mentioned earlier, connection, Am I able to connect with my students at least once a day? Which thankfully I have been. Self-care. Does my job allow me to end my day in such a way that I know, hey, this is the time that work starts. This is where it ends. Now I can go do my own personal things. I think so far my job has allowed me to do that. And then the last piece that I would personally consider a measurement of success during distance learning. And this goes back to what Squire said, is the time you're spending with your students meaningful? And for me, and like I said, I can only speak, speak for me, the time that I've spent with my students so far has been amazing. We've been able to build even stronger connections, I would say, because they've been able to see a side of me that they otherwise wouldn't have, right? They get to see my house. I get to show them things that I have with me. Um, they get to see the kind of food I eat because right behind me is my refrigerator. 
So they're getting all these different perspectives that they otherwise wouldn't have gotten. Listening to what Mr. Guzman has said, what will be your measurements? I, I actually, I agree with that. Um, I think the, this is a difficult topic because it's actually, it's so huge. Like what you were talking about with uh, how it affects our personal lives. I feel like that could be a whole podcast discussion right there alone. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it definitely would go down to those three too. Um, and I would measure meaningful, not just based off of like the interaction, but like was the content I covered worth their time at home? Was it worth them? struggling to get on the internet and share a laptop with their brother or sister was it was that worth their time uh and i try to make sure it, it always is that and i try to make sure i'm spending as much time as i can before the small groups in the morning to to plan out like a valuable little experience that was such a great answer and what you said is what i was trying to think of but the words can come come in my mind but content <clears throat> You are absolutely right. Excuse me, everyone, allergies. You're right, content is everything right now, and is it worth it? Are we just giving busy work just to give busy work? Or are we really making the content meaningful and applicable to what they're going through right now? And how can it help them, assuming schools are going to reopen in the fall? And if they don't reopen in the fall, and students are going up and matriculating to different grades, how would it help them and have them ready at the grade level that they're at? So content is very important at this time and us trying to balance that with connection because having students come to school and doing attendance, doing truancy is hard enough. Now on this platform, we're literally, and what's the popular term now? You can get ghosted. <laughs> and really don't have a means to really hold families accountable is a whole different beast right now. And being a school social worker and doing truancy court, that was problematic. Now on this level, this level where everything is so digital and you're relying on phones, you're relying on text messaging, it's really, really challenging. So I think the connection piece fostered the connectivity piece and then making it meaningful. Is this worth my time where you need that content, like you said? So I absolutely agree. At the end of the day, no matter what schools are doing, I think this is such a novel experience for everyone that, you know, we're all doing the best we can at the end of the day, right? Whether it be a charter school here in the Bay Area or a charter school in SoCal, we're all trying to do what's best for our own kids and every population is different. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, what we've said here is powerful and meaningful. And I used that phrase last time, but I think I stick by it uh, because right. We've talked about building and maintaining connections with students. We've talked about how are we measuring success and it may look different across the board, right? For some of us, is it, it might be getting our students to log on for a group meeting. For others of us, it might be, were my students able to access the content and was it rigorous enough for them to complete it on their own? And was it worth their time? And we've also talked about kind of self-care on the teacher's end and on the administrator's end because that piece is important. For a lot of us, because this is new and not a lot of us are used to teaching from home, 
or working from home, being that we come from education, you know, there's a lot to be said for us managing our work time and our personal time in our own personal space. But I think, like I said, no matter what your school is doing, no matter what your district is doing, I'm sure you're all doing the best you can for your kids. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to Podfessional Development. Once again, this is Victor Guzman. Mr. Squire. And Mr. Sproul. This week's topic was Quarantich, teaching in the time of a world pandemic. At the end of the day, no matter what your school or school district is doing, just know that your students and your families know that you're doing what's in their best interest and your students and their families know that you're trying. Keep your head up, keep strong, and please make sure you take care of yourself. Thank you.